0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Strategy Game Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Shippy, and today I have a very special guest on the podcast, Craig Cooney from Daily Prophetic. Craig, thank you so much for being on.
1: Thank you, Lauren. It's wonderful to be with you all the way across the pond here. All the way across
0: the pond. Ireland, yes. Oh, right, I love it. Um, in so- case you
1: think this is a South Dakotan accent, no, it is not. It is
0: <laughs> uh, just south
1: of Belfast in Northern Ireland.
0: There you go. I love it. It's a little bit colder there than it is for me. It here is a little bit <laughs> I would
1: swap. I would swap. Right. We're heading to the Canary Islands in four weeks, and I cannot wait. Oh,
0: that's amazing. Well, tell me a little bit about Daily Prophetic, and um, you know what you do, your history, your background, yeah, sure, how you got here.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm 47 years old. Married to Becky. Uh, she's a speech pathologist married 13 years with a little boy Elijah who is 10 going on 24 right now (laughs) and a labradoodle pup called Henry um who is fun and so that is our family I grew up here in Northern Ireland in a uh, non-Christian family and a very nominal kind of family where we were Episcopalian went to church on God's big days Christmas and Easter and apart from that uh, really had no interest in God, and then at fourteen went to a summer camp, and uh, and and just God uh, impacted my life, and so okay. I after I went to college, studied advertising and marketing and PR, and okay. uh, spent four years at college. Then went to the states, lived for uh, almost two years in Cleveland, Ohio, working okay. in sales and marketing,
0: yeah,
1: um, just outside Cleveland and near Kent State University, actually. little place called Cuyahoga Falls and uh, came home, worked for Unilever in sales and marketing for three, four years. And I've always, even now I've been in ministry for 16 years. I've always had this passion about sales and marketing and communication and all of that. And how to uh, just people, I've had this fascination with the way people think and the way people function and the Mm -hmm. psychology and, and what makes people do what they do. And, uh, and so, uh, so yeah, I was in sales for three, four years then went to a uh, seminary uh, for the Church of Ireland in Dublin and spent three years there. And I've been ordained now as a Church of Ireland priest, vicar, minister, pastor for 16 years, serving uh, both in Northern Ireland and in Southern Ireland. Uh, our church in Dublin was right next to Guinness, the Guinness factory.
0: On the Guinness factory. Literally,
1: literally, you could throw a stone from our church and hit the Guinness factory.
0: That's great. And
1: so the the director came and gave us free passes for any time we wanted. Nice. Uh, it was yeah. great because we just we had some good guys <laughs> over house fires, you oh, know. Some bands were over, and we used to bring them to Guinness for lunch, and so uh, we were right next to the Guinness storehouse in Dublin,
0: uh, right in there.
1: Busking? Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. You used to get a lot of people wandering in off the street, uh um, sure. Yeah. After so a few great. Guinnesses, and um, so it, was, it made for quite, quite an entertaining time.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, what a what a turn. I mean, what made you uh, switch over from sales and marketing to become a pastor? I mean, what, what happened there?
1: I mean, the bottom line is we all have a calling. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, from very early on in embracing faith for myself, I sensed this calling. Uh, I particularly think of one incident where we had like a I don't know what you call it in the States, kind of a campus crusade type thing or whatever at our high school. And uh, it was like one fifth of our high school went to it. So 120 teenagers went to this. Um, And a speaker dropped out and I had only been around this scene for six months, but I said I would speak. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I shook and I, it was just a mess. It was a disaster. (laughs) But, but something happened that day that I caught this sense of calling Mm -hmm. and it began this process. And and uh, for me, that calling of even going to university and studying communication and advertising, it was all with the view of one day going into doing what I'm doing now. Okay. So I always had that in the back of my mind, but I, I wanted some life experience first. And I think we all have callings mm-hmm. and I think you, I think you're almost born with the calling. I think, mm-hmm. I, I I think you just discover it and over your lifetime. And one of the things I, have been discovering recently is sometimes we make our calling too narrow
0: interesting
1: so let me give you my example and I know you'll have people from all different walks of life yeah. if you would have asked me 12 months ago as a pastor as a preacher I would have said my calling is to preach the word of God right I would now tell you that my calling is to communicate truth
0: hmm. now that
1: obviously involves preaching the word of God because mm-hmm. I believe the word of God is truth yeah. but it is broader than that it is truth about relationships it is truth about dating it is truth about things that, that that the word of god may not be specific about it is truth about the current political situation it's 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 speaking truth and so i think sometimes we we can narrow our calling so narrow that we actually then when we begin to step out of it or when opportunities open up outside of that we begin to feel guilty because we're not in our calling when actually it's just another facet or another dimension of our calling so my feeling is this that the whole way through your life your calling will not change that much Hmm. but your assignment will change
0: yes that's so good your calling Um, will not change but your assignment your
1: assignment will change Yeah. so when I was working in sales I was communicating truth
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, my customers had to trust me and they did uh, mostly <laughs> you know because I had this I had to believe in the product I had to be honest if I said I was going to be there I would be so I, I and so it's just communicating truth I write for I used to write for a local newspaper I write books I'm communicating truth when I'm doing this i'm hopefully communicating truth but it's not standing at the front of a church with a bible open pointing to a scripture verse so Mm -hmm. so so your calling stays fairly constant Mm -hmm. but i think we need to make sure we don't narrow that Mm -hmm. but your assignment changes so for me my assignment at one stage was sales and marketing Okay. It was working in the states in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It was working in Dublin in an inner city church. Now it's back actually in the town where I grew up. Um, literally, uh, the church is a mile from the church or from my home. Oh wow! Where I was a teenager. And uh, but this is my assignment. I've been here five years, and this is my assignment. And we're here while God keeps us here. And so I think if you think of life in terms of assignments, um. I think it helps you to pivot easier knowing that your calling is fairly constant throughout that, but mm-hmm. it just takes on new dimensions, new facets mm-hmm. and will be expressed in different ways.
0: That's so good. I I felt uh, even as you were talking and as you were saying that uh, a sense of freedom that can wash over people, I think, you know, number one, because they can, they can zoom out a little bit and say, hey, this is, this is about a bigger picture here. What Mm -hmm. is that actual bigger picture? You know, like you said, it's communicating truth for you. What's that one liner, so to speak, Mm. um, that'll thread throughout your life. And then, you know, I also think it's just freedom to not stay stuck in maybe guilt or shame about a pivot or a transition Mm -hmm. or a change in assignment. And I think that, you know, sometimes that can, that can hold people back or weigh them down when I don't believe that's actually what, what God, I mean, I know that's not what he wants for his people, you know, and, and wants for us.
1: Yeah. I mean, the reality is God created you with all sorts of desires, all sorts of dreams, all sorts of passions. And if you try to limit that to one very narrow expression of all that God has placed within you, it actually diminishes what he has put within you um and that that has been liberating for me it's good because i love studying human psychology i love studying relationships i've always been interested in relational dynamics and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff but i began to feel when i communicated it say on my daily prophetic page people would say oh that's not you but it actually no it is me
0: yeah
1: you have just not seen this part of me yet dang because I haven't shared it that much, but it has been there much longer than Daily Prophetic has been there.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, that is really good. So we are, I was writing about this too. We are so multifaceted and different yeah. people see other like other sides of Mm. us right not because we're being dishonest but our connections with different people right and so and also
1: I mean when when you start something on a podcast or social media or something you are trying to niche down you're trying to you're trying to appeal to a particular group right and I think that's important that you're not all over the place right but that doesn't mean that's all you are
0: (laughs) so true yeah. So,
1: yes, I think you do grow an audience with you with a particular um focus, yeah, but there's also within that wider audience people who will be passionate about many other things, and so everybody who's interested in daily prophetic well i i I have the demographics fifty five percent of them are single okay, so that brings in relationships,
0: huh, yeah, that is interesting
1: um the vast majority of them are between 22 and 35. So they're in that stage of their life where they're trying to figure out purpose. Yes.
0: Um,
1: You know, that sense of calling.
0: Yes. Um,
1: And so things like that begin to come in the voices that influence your life, the transition, all the transition stuff, transition is a huge, huge thing right now.
0: Well, and we're going to link to all of your work in the show notes, but the tension and transition, right. Yeah what you wrote about. And it's Mm. so good. I read, I read that book. Um, I wanted, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, since we're talking about really seeing, knowing, and hearing each other uh, ourselves, God, what does that look like? What does that look like in your life? And, um, and then we'll get to, I'd love to talk through like how you have cultivated being able to hear God's voice and share it. Because every time that I read uh, your words, there hasn't been a time when I'm like, nope, that doesn't really apply to where I am right now. It, it's just, it's this, I, I think there's a corporate spiritual realm, right? right? And there's mm. like things that, you know, are moving in that yeah. realm all the time. And yeah. I read those words and I'm like, that, yeah, that's what's happening right now in my life. Like, that's what I'm hearing too. And it's pretty wild, you know, all around the world that this is happening, but, but your voice puts it into motion and people are able to hear it and relate to it. And it's been so confirming for me personally in many different stages. So can you just talk a little bit about like your journey and what it's looked like to see, know, and hear God and to be seen by him? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a journey. The way I I mean, I have a 10 year old boy. When he was a baby, he couldn't understand a word I said, but it didn't stop me speaking to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It didn't t- stop me telling him how much I loved him, how wonderful he was you know, all sorts of things. Yeah. But as he grew older, he learned more and more and more to understand my voice. Mm-hmm. And I have this really strong sense that God is always speaking to us. Yeah. But very often we aren't listening or we just don't understand how to hear him or we're too busy or we're listening to other voices or with so much going on, going on. But I have this really strong sense that that God is speaking much, much more than we are listening. And so when we talk about hearing God's voice, it can sound very woo woo, or only special people get to hear God's voice. Right. Um, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So the only qualification is to be a sheep, is to be one of the people who follow him. Is yeah. to, you know, that's the only qualification. It is your birthright as a child of God to hear his voice. Yeah. But it is learning how he speaks to you. And I I think it was havala Cunnington maybe who, who came up with this, but I, I, I'm not sure. She probably got it from somewhere else. The four primary ways that God speaks, there's four personality types, I guess. The first one is hearers. Mm-hmm. So you he, And that's where I would be. I would be a hearer. I, I, and that's, it's not that I hear the audible voice of God. I will just hear words in my head. Mm -hmm. it may be a song, it may be, very often in the morning I wake up with a song in my head, and it could be from the 90s or something, and it's just bizarre. I will hear things, I will just pick up on things, I will be listening to a song, a talk, watching a TV show, and there will be a one-liner, or and it will just, something will click, and it'll be, pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. And so I scribble it down, and over time, Then that gets developed into what people then read. Right. And daily prophetic. So I I would be here. So that's number one. The second one would be a feeler. Yes. I would that could be you, I would say. You feel things deeply. You 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 sense things. You can't sometimes put language around it, but you walk into a room and you just go, there's something off here you look at someone and you, they've, they've got a smile on their face, but you feel sad because you know that there's some, sorry, I hit my microphone. There's something that uh, there's something deeper going on. You're, yeah. you're picking up spiritually. Yeah. The, the sound waves. Yes. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, I think uh, failures struggle because they think they're just hyper emotional mm-hmm.
0: yeah. when
1: actually God is a failing God. The Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Jesus wept. You know, so our God is a God who fails. So we've got hearers, we've got failers, uh, we've got knowers where you just know something and you don't know how you know it. You're talking to somebody and you just know something about them, and you say something, and people go, How did you know that? And you go, I have no idea how I knew that. I just know. Or somebody asks you a question and you give them an answer, and you're thinking, I have no idea where that came from. Some people just, there's a sense of just I, this knowing, or I just know something's going to happen, or I just know, um, I just, you know, yeah. And the last one then it would be seers. And they're the people who are more visual. They have pictures, they have dreams.
0: dreams. And
1: that can be everything from just little snapshots at times to full-blown visions. My wife would be a seer. She has dreams and visions all the time. Um, like constantly I would be, yeah, I would be much more of a hearer. I would have occasional prophetic dreams, but, uh, but they would be, you don't, you're not exclusively one of the four. So, but one will probably be predominant. Okay. What would you be?
0: Well, see, I'm having trouble, um, yeah. Committing to one of them because I feel like I've, if I had to rank them, I'm unsure which one would be above, but the Mm. feeler and a hearer, because I, I do hear Mm. quite a bit. Um, And I'll hear like similar to what you were saying. I'll hear like a one-liner or I'll, I'll hear something in a show or a book or a podcast. And I'll, I'll know that I've got to pay attention to it and develop it. But then I'll also sometimes it's just when I'm quiet and I make space, Particularly in the early morning or in the evening after the kids have gone to bed, because then I can have quiet. Um, I'll I'll hear God speaking and saying yeah. something, and so I hear His voice a lot. But a fe- feeler is up there for me because, and this is something maybe I'm I'm developing more of at this point. Or I'm just recognizing it. I think it's mm. been there, right? But I'm recognizing it more to pay attention to it and not ignore it because um I don't know if I gave my I believed it. I guess I'm I'm starting to step into that place of faith. Like God, you've given me that that gift when I walk into a room. And sometimes he'll say things that are really like hard for me, like for somebody in the room and I'll feel really heavy and really burdened for them. He'll wake mm. me up in the night in different seasons. Mm uh and bring specific people to mind. Yeah. And I will just get up and start just praying or communicating with them. So I would say that those are primarily how how I see it, but I was actually I was praying with a friend the other day. I felt like God really clearly told me to uh start to pray with her just just once a week and specifically her and when I texted her she said Well, I have chills because I was literally asking for someone to pray with. You came to mind. I told God to put it on your heart if that's who I was supposed to pray with.
1: Fantastic.
0: And then, you know, and then we we got together. And as Mm -hmm. I was praying, I started to see visuals as I was praying with her. Mm -hmm. And I can feel this realm like this is why i know i know people listening if if you haven't really experienced it you're kind of like this is kind of out there but it really is awesome when you're able to get into like above into the spiritual realm you know and have this view and as i was praying i was getting pictures um like for her or her family you know so and that was really neat because that wasn't of me like that's not something no. i would- typically do or think up on my own. I mean, that's, you know, um, and it's just, it's really powerful because I feel like I just, and this is a journey throughout life. And I'm sure you have experienced this of seeing, knowing, and hearing who God is. And there are so many different facets and there's so many different, like, we sure can't put them into a box. I mean, that's the one thing I've learned, just how much being seen by him, just, changes you just changes everything you know so that's my long-winded answer
1: yeah no absolutely and no matter where people are at on the faith journey everybody listening to this will have thought of somebody randomly at some thought at some point Hmm. and thought why am I thinking I haven't seen that person in two years Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and maybe you've texted them or called them or dropped them a dm and they go I can't believe it you know, you've just encouraged them. You've just said, I just, I, and they've said, I needed to hear from you.
0: Yeah.
1: We've all had that. Yeah. Yesterday right. I was driving back from meeting somebody for coffee and I drove past a house of an old man who used to be part of a church years ago. And I, I just, I drove and I felt the Holy Spirit say, stop and see him. And I kept driving because I needed to, and I kept, and I knew right? within it's half so a hard. Night,
0: so- I would
1: be disobedient at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to drive and turn around and just call and see him. And I have no idea why I had to call and see him. You know, it was, it was somebody I haven't seen in years, but he's yeah. very, he's, he's, he's just, yeah. And I just felt, you know what? I just only spent 10, 15 minutes encouraging him and yeah. drove off. But I've had other times where early on in ministry, I remember driving past this house where i had met the family once. He didn't come to church, but they'd been in hospital and, i'd visited them about a year before and i drove past their house and I'd, it was like 12 55 and it had to be somewhere at one o'clock and i just had this sense of you need to stop and call at that house and i was like god i've got to, i've got to see my friend for lunch you need to stop and I, I went okay i pull over i go to the door the woman opens the door and just bursts into tears and i said what's wrong and uh she said, "My husband has to go in for tests this afternoon, and I'm, we're so yeah. frightened, and we didn't know what to do, and we were just thinking, wouldn't it be great if you know somebody would come and see us?" And, oh, and it was just that moment of you know, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean,
1: God does. I, I mean, I could tell you some crazy stories. Like when we were in Dublin, there was one Sunday I was preaching on. I'd stolen this message from a pastor called Stephen Furtick oh, called yeah. "Don't Don't Stop on Six about walking around the walls of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and uh, there'd been a couple who had only started coming the week before, um, and not really a strong faith. Kind of a nominal Catholic background. I've been preaching on Hannah the week before and her being unable to have a child. And I look across and this couple are weeping and weeping. And I'm like, oh, this is a bad start. You know, what's going on here? (laughs) So uh, the following week, I'm preaching on this message, don't stop on sex. And I'm like, don't stop on sex. Don't stop on sex. And I look across and this couple are weeping and weeping and weeping. And this guy's a pretty tough looking guy. Like, you know, he's got a shaved head, he's built. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I'm like, what is going on here? So afterwards I went over to them and uh, I said, guys, I've noticed the last two weeks, you know, that you, this is, a, what's, have I said something wrong? And they said, no. Um, they said, actually, we have had IVF six times.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. And on the
1: way to church this morning, we had decided uh, we were going to give up. And uh, that was it because it was taking its toll on her body it was taking the finances of it were just it was leaving them broke Um, and we decided six was enough and we come into church and this guy who we've never met before stands at the front shouting don't stop on six don't stop on six and you know what happened on the back of that they tried one more time and they have twins now
0: that's so crazy it's so crazy so god
1: is so good he he wants to communicate he he you know we try to make it this i think we just think of it as this we i think the more intense you get the harder it is Mm -hmm. very often if you watch my instagram you'll see me sitting in the car outside my gym giving a prophetic word Mm -hmm. i'm on the elliptical machine i'm lifting weights whatever it is and that's but I'm not actually trying to hear. now, I do spend time. I, I, right. I pray, yeah, you know, I know,
0: what you mean. Yeah. But but
1: I just almost find that when I'm not trying so hard, that's when he drops something in. And I I, I sometimes I just skip my gym session, which is no big sacrifice, and get out in my car. And I just have to record something. If yeah. you go through my Instagram, you will see ninety percent of my videos have been recorded in my car outside the gym. Yeah. Because that's where he speaks. Yeah. And. And, and I just, I think we, I mean, right now, I, I know it's a, an example, some people have heard, right now I have radio waves all around me. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not picking them up because I don't have the antenna. Mm-hmm. And right now, God is all around me. His spirit is all around me. God is speaking. I just need to tune in. And the Bible says in Psalm 139 that the thoughts he has about you outnumber the grains of sand.
0: Yeah.
1: you live in florida there's a lot of sand
0: (laughs) there is a lot of sand
1: you take one handful of sand imagine how many thoughts that is then thoughts that god has about you and about each person listening to this outnumber beaches deserts golf course bunkers
0: yeah
1: yeah and all you're doing is you're picking up on one of those thoughts that he has
0: wow
1: and so when we talk then about prophecy, prophecy is simply picking that up and sharing it. That's yeah. all it is. That's it. There's hearing God for yourself, which we should all do. And then the prophetic is hearing God and for other people. And so that's really how Daily Prophetic started in 2018. I had just, I wanted to learn Instagram, actually. <laughs> um, and I started, that was the truth. I'd done marketing and background. Yeah just didn't know Instagram. And I thought I want to learn Instagram, set up this page and said, God, what do you want to say to your people? And I just started writing stuff down May, 2018. And from then it just kept going. And people seemed to seem to resonate with people.
0: Have you, have you discovered that, or has it just been surprising how much the corporate spiritual realm is like is a thing, like how God yeah. is similar messages across the world to people.
1: Yeah. One of the things God did say to me a few years ago was what I'm doing in you will be an example of what I'm doing in my people. Hmm.
0: That's good.
1: So very often what I feel or what I'm experiencing or what I'm walking through is almost a parable. Yeah, And we see that in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you would find that with, other prophetic voices as well that actually God will take us through things almost to express what he's doing in the wider church.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and so sometimes it is personal, but a lot of the time I've come to realize actually I'll just share what he's doing in me because I know it'll probably resonate with a lot of other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So as we, as we move toward, the latter part of this episode and I I mean I could talk about this all day. I
1: feel like yeah, I feel like we could.
0: Talk really it. good. Uh could you just share like just some key takeaways uh or tangible things that people can start to do today if they're like I want that. Like I want to hear okay. God's voice because I don't have that right now. And it sounds like it provides so much clarity and adventure and all of the things. What would you yeah
1: your advice um, and i think it's also important to say that sometimes you hear god's voice clearer than others yeah um, i will go through seasons where i do struggle to hear him a little bit yeah um but uh, i i think a number of things i think one is have a time and a place where you set aside
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think that's important and i know that for some people you're are going to be thinking I, I don't have that you you've 10 minutes somewhere yeah. in your day could be lunchtime, could be getting up. My wife is not an early riser, and yet she sets her alarm for six every morning because for her, that first hour in the morning, she yeah. is not an early riser. Let me emphasize <laughs> She loves her morning
0: sacrifice. Show.
1: And uh, every morning at six, the alarm goes off because that first hour of the day is she wants to spend time with God. Um, and so it's, it's about how much you want it. So I think that's the first thing is to have a time and a place and a space. Mm-hmm. Try and find somewhere quiet for some people that might be going into the bathroom and locking the door. Yeah. You know, quite honestly, it might be going into a study an office. It might be going into work early before everybody's there at, at the drive in the car. I find very often if I have a long drive, I, I, lo- I don't put on music. I don't put on podcast. I just, Have quiet.
0: Just
1: quiet. And I just pray and I ask God to speak. The second thing is this realize that God's, and this was so helpful, this was so helpful for me. God's voice will sound like your thoughts.
0: Yes, that's good. Yeah.
1: When I used to hear people talking about hearing God, I expected an external voice. Now, that can happen. That, that has never happened to me. I've never heard the, the audible voice of God. But word is, that was mostly Old Testament because God was external to people in the Old Testament.
0: That's right. Yeah. Where does
1: God live now? Christ in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's in you. Yeah, He's
1: in me. And so if God is going to speak, he's going to speak from within me mm. to my heart, to my spirit. Onto to my mind yeah
0: that's good um
1: and so I've learned to recognize those th- and it's, it's a thought that you wouldn't normally have yes and you go where did that come from why did I think about that person why did that line stand out more than anything else um why did that irritate me so much when it shouldn't because I don't care about that yeah and and I think it's just thinking about what you're thinking about paying attention to what you're thinking about those little things that you would normally ignore actually just going what's going on there and then i i think writing stuff down yeah whether that be dictating it into your phone or scribbling it on a a bit of paper um just write those thoughts down write those things down and get into this pattern each day of just jotting down. Literally, that's all I do is I have a little spiral bound notebook. And uh, when I'm I, I very often will kneel just beside a chair and, for, and I'll just pray in the spirit, I'll, which is praying in tongues um, or I'll just be quiet and I will just scribble notes.
0: Yes, and that's that.
1: yeah. And, yeah. and it may be a phrase, it may be more than that. I may write something that I kind of I this morning I just wrote, I saw a huge wooden chair, almost like a throne, with nobody on it, and it toppled over, and that's all I wrote down. Now I don't know exactly mm. what that means yet. I could a probably 100%. start to make some guesses, but I'm not going to. Right.
0: Um,
1: so, I, and I, so because there's, let me just go a little bit deeper with this. There's three things. There's the what, there's the revelation, which is what you see or hear.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: There's the interpretation. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. And then there's the application. What do I do with it?
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And I think a lot of us get stuck. So we get a picture and we think we know what it means rather than going, God, what does this mean?
0: Rather than like, asking. Yeah. First, like We
1: make assumptions about the interpretation yeah, and true. then we also make assumptions about the application. Sorry. What do I do with it? Let me give you an example of what happened. We had a couple in my first church who had had three miscarriages and uh they decided then just to take a break for her. I had done their wedding lovely young couple, um, but again, it was just taking its toll on on her body and they decided to take a break one morning in that that state you know, were between sleep and awake that's quite often where you kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: hear God sometimes I had a picture of me walking into a hospital room, she was sitting up on a bed with a baby boy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, what do I do with that? Okay, so that was the revelation. I have a picture of her with a healthy baby boy smiling in a hospital room. maternity. The timing woman.
0: of that, right, if you had right. just gone.
1: And- yeah, blah, so, and that, so right. that's the revelation. The interpretation is quite obvious there. Right. She's going to have a baby boy. Yeah. She's going to conceive.
0: Yeah.
1: The application. Now, the temptation would have been to blurt it out. Yeah. I had this picture, guys. Mm-hmm. And I actually then met with my senior pastor for lunch that day. And uh, before I even told him, he said, oh, did you know such and such is pregnant again? I was just running oh. the house. Right? And I said, you would not believe I had that picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, but I'm, I, I don't think I'm to share it. I felt, I, and I, I sensed that it was for me just to pray them through the pregnancy. Yeah. And so that's what I did.
0: That's good. And I remember
1: the day, nine months later, or eight months later, whatever it was, I walked into the hospital room and it was exactly as I had. saw it. Do you know what they said to me as I was leaving? You saw this, didn't you? And I said, yeah, how did you know? They said, we just always had this sense. You were, you were so interested. You, you were invested in this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and sometimes God will show you something, not so that you can show off that you've heard God's voice, yeah. but just so that you can pray. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's, it's like the secret place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the secret place of just you and him. Yeah.
1: So that's a revelation. What you see here sense interpretation. What does it mean? Application? What do I do with that?
0: That's good. Okay.
1: And sometimes other people can help you. You might have a dream and you don't know what it means. And you say. so my wife came to me the other day, she had a dream. She had no idea what it meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just immediately it's almost like I had this gift of I just went this means this 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 and this and you and do, went, right away. Hmm. where
0: did
1: you and and she went where did you get that and I'm like I have no idea but I was just <laughs> able to interpret it <laughs> um just like that um, and I wouldn't say I've got a gift of dream interpret I just in that moment was able to say this means this, this this and this and she went that totally makes sense um yeah. and so I think I think it's important to get those things right. But the first step is always just the hearing and writing it down. Then gives you time to process writing it down gives you time to share it with somebody else. Look, I got this picture. I had this dream last night and I don't know what it means. What, you know, and there's books that can even help you with that. Um, yeah.
0: That, you know,
1: what do certain things mean? What do certain numbers mean in scripture? What do, uh, you know, what does transport mean? What does a house mean? Transport tends to mean uh, your job, I think. And, uh, you know, very often transport will mean your so a car, a bus, a, a truck, whatever it is, will refer to your job. Yeah. Um, and so I had a dream once where I was on, you know, those double-decker buses we have over here? Um, yeah. I was on one of them driving, but I was upstairs driving four rows back and I couldn't see where I was going.
0: <sighs> Interesting.
1: And at the time I was really struggling to get vision for my church.
0: Hmm.
1: And so I was driving the right bus. I was just struggling to get vision and I needed to reposition myself and get, you know, put something, so things like that. So over time you begin to learn, there's almost a dictionary. There's almost a a language um, that you begin to pick up on um, over time, but honestly start small start small and you know what one of the best ways to hear god's voice is do it for other people Mm. just say to god how can i encourage one person today
0: yeah
1: that's it i always say if you want to hear god's voice be an encourager yeah and say god who needs a bit of encouragement and say and and, and just say you know okay i'm going to text julie and i'm just going to say that the Lord God just wants you to know that you're doing a great job as a mom. Mm
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe Julie that morning has had a meltdown with her kids and she's feeling rubbish.
0: Yeah. That's good. More,
1: more more than likely.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: It's amazing. Um, and honestly, I I would just say rather than making it this big thing about hearing goes, well, how can I encourage somebody?
0: That's a simple, small space start. It's a step that, everybody can take.
1: Yeah. So my wife last night, I will finish off shortly. My wife last night was teaching. She does a. She was teaching people about hearing God's voice. She was she had a group of 40 women from our church and uh, she split them into groups of four. This is a really good exercise for you to do just two, three, four, a few, four, probably four of you. And especially if you don't know each other that well, um, she has a group of four. She has them read quietly Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall. Yeah. Say. They read it two or three times. And then as they're reading it, they just say, God is a reverse in this for somebody in the group.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. So let's imagine that we're just doing this now. I might just say, if you, me and two others were in the group and Lauren, I didn't know you that well, I would say, I'm just actually just going to think through the Lord is my shepherd, I shall okay he restores my soul Mm
0: -hmm.
1: okay that's all I would do I would say Lauren I believe the Lord I I, I think the verse for you is he restores my soul that's level one then she does it again level two is where you pray it over them nice
0: that's awesome okay yeah
1: so this is really gentle there's not you can't go wrong it's all scripture it's psalm 23 you cannot go wrong and I would just say Father God, I thank you for Lauren. And I thank you that you want to restore her soul at this time. And where she's feeling weary, I pray that you would renew her. Yeah. Amen. That's it. The third one then is where you look at them and you speak it over them. Lauren, I actually believe that the Lord does want to restore your soul at this time. I believe that there's been a weariness. There's been some challenges. There's been some things happening personally and in, uh, in other areas of your life and, and and actually I just I believe the Lord just wants to come and restore you he wants to restore your passion again he wants to restore your fire he wants to restore your joy and I believe that the Lord is coming to restore your soul so good.
0: couldn't be more true
1: do you feel the shift
0: yep definitely
1: I have never done that that I haven't had that moment of shift yeah and, that's
0: amazing. What and that's
1: not overly intimidating people. for people.
0: No, it's very simple.
1: Very it's simple. Very powerful. But something shifts when you when you look at them. And I know we're doing this online. You can imagine doing this in a room.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, Becky was teaching them this last night with what one just
0: that is her eyes amazing. You. I can't wait to do this with people. Do this,
1: do that with groups. <laughs> but honestly, it okay. is fantastic. Thank
0: you. I'm totally and, and at the
1: end, say who was encouraged that they could hear God and who was encouraged by what somebody told them and every hand in the room. And people go, I can hear God. I've done this with teenagers and they've been like, I can hear God.
0: That's amazing. Wow. How faith building that is. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I can't wait to share Daily Prophetic and your upcoming book. I know it's in process still. Yes, it is. But I'm going to be linking to all of it in the show. They're day. all
1: on Amazon. My four books are on Amazon. Tension of Transition, Spirit Speak, uh, I Hear Yahweh, which is about yes. all about hearing the voice of God, and uh, When the Lamb Roars, which is about the book of Revelation. So uh, they, they're all on it. Amazon.
0: Okay. Thank you, Craig, for coming on. This was amazing. Lauren,
1: great to be with you.